Today, I want to talk about why you shouldn't resist pain or conflict too hard and how to kind of end a bad feedback loop or cycle of self-judgment and improvement so you could just move on. We all get a little bit upset sometimes. So that's the kind of like the theme and impetus for the episode because what I've talked about with people to like relieve this has been useful. So I want to try and make it useful uh, for you as well. So think about it. What's something that's going wrong for you right now or has gone wrong recently? I've had lots of frustration. I've had to change plans. I've had to change business plans, adjust for different people we're working with, right? Kind of. So what, what is it for you, right? Because there's all these things. We'll never escape the things that cause us frustration and life. It always finds a way of interrupting. So how are we actually, what are we actually going to do about it? Right? Maybe something bad's happened. Maybe you're just feeling a lot of anxiety and you get anxiety all the time. You're just in a rut that you can't shake and change. So let's talk about how we actually take action. Now, I think one of the people I've worked with on this, situations that have come up have been often realizing something traumatic about their past that holds them back. Maybe something they weren't aware of. I've talked, discussed this when there's been a big setback, maybe missing out on a job or an opportunity or big change in uh, really need to adjust a one's expectations. So someone has wronged you, right? It's a common one. And I think another one is just that general frustration or rut when things aren't going your way. Now, the image I go to, because it's always easy to kind of Gordon Ramsay it and get quite upset and worked up. I'm not in the best of moods, huh? Guys, is the fucking bass is fucking wrong. And the, the pattern that you can kind of form that's not helpful is what we call this kind of maybe self-judgment, like the viral loop or the feedback loop. Because we always, when someone says, for example, uh, nice shoes or nice haircut, Joe, you often get a positive loop, right? Where you integrate that, that makes you feel good. And then maybe you're walking around smiling all day and then everything else just seems to be going well and falls into place. So the negative version of that is what we want to try and stop because it's it just one thing happens as a trigger and then everything seems to be compounding misery. And that's the thing we want to arrest. And uh, if you use the example of anxiety, we used to learn about this and often anxiety will form over itself, right? So you'll be worried about oh, what's that sensation in my chest? right? Is, my, is something wrong with my heart? You might start panicking about the heart. Then you've got cortisol and all these things racing around your body, triggering anxiety responses because it feels like something's wrong. And then you really feel your heart and then it just keeps going around and around again and it escalates. So it's like a physiological example. The same thing can happen on a very emotional level where we get sick of something that we're struggling with. We get sick of our pain. We get sick of our negative reactions and we start the and here's the big word, self-judgment. And self-judgment is very natural. It's kind of hard to avoid. It takes a lot of energy and presence to avoid falling into judgment of any form. It's easier to judge others than it is to understand them. It's easy to judge ourselves than it is to understand ourselves. But we want to arrest it because what you judge, you, it's hard, you can't really move past what you've judged in terms of like you've put an attitude on something. And so that's why that's almost the thing we want to actually arrest we want to stop ourselves from doing that right for example why am i always so so shy i don't want people to see me being shy why am i always so anxious why do i always screw things up these are probably some of the thoughts that we want to challenge and re rewrite and reroute and so the example i use is funnily enough 
don't laugh at me it's from harry potter and there's a scene in the first film or book where they they fall into this kind of through this trap door and they land in this ivy like thing called devil's snare which is actually alive and it starts to they start writhing because they don't want to be there and it starts strangling them and what they realize you know hermione is the kind of smart one she realizes oh, if you just surrender to it this thing will actually just let you drop through Which sounds like, you know, as you watch the scene, Ron's, Ron's having none of that. It's the way it kind of works. The, the only way it can cause you harm is if you fight against it. And that's almost like what happens when we judge ourselves or judge things. Right? You, what you judge, you cannot move past easily. Whereas if you just surrender to it and we just stop, then we're able to just pass through. And then, oh, gee, all right, that was a transient thing. That was not permanent. The harder we fight against it, the tighter it wraps. The more we just surrender to the fact that all right, I'm in this and it's just something that's happened to me and it's a state and it will pass like everything else, just like every life situation, then you can just pass through. And that's basically it. If you can do that, you remember the devil's snare thing in that image. It's basically all you need to do to stop the violent loop of self-judgment, of being too calamitous, too hard on yourself and judging yourself so for example someone will say i don't want to get anxious i say well that's the wrong response i'd say what's the end what's what's so wrong about being anxious from time to time okay yeah not to a debilitating extent but what's anxiety has its place let's not get anxious about the anxiety as much as possible and then what happens if we stop fighting it it's something that can just be experienced and then released and let go so that's the power and that's the power of remembering devil's snares to not fight it. Now there's, oh, it doesn't matter what's wrong. It doesn't matter what's wrong. It's whatever it could have been, you've lost all your money. Now you've had the biggest setback of your life. You've had the biggest failure. You, you think you have to go back to the, to your old job that you hated because the, the big change didn't work out. I hear you, whatever it is, stop breath. Remember devil's snare. Because no matter what it is, if it's happened, it's happened. And your emotional reaction and the state of dramatizing it is not going to change it. What you're living in is the affective negative, the negative affective part of the psychological part of the experience, right? And you don't know what's to come. You don't know if what's happening is not for a very good reason. That's bigger than your current awareness and vision. And you, you, there's so many things you don't know. You just have an emotional reaction like we all do, like I do in the same situation. Now, big line to finish on here is that there is no state like a state of surrender for enabling things to find you. So that's so powerful. I'm going to repeat it. There is no state like a state of surrender for enabling things to find you. And there's a, a line at the end of the book Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari talks about Buddhism and talks about the, so often what we do in life is just stand against the waves at the beach that are always going to be more powerful than us, but we try and fight against them because we feel them dominating us. We don't want that. Really, the state of surrender is to just give in and let the waves go over you and to almost find the relaxation in that. 
And that's probably an image to help you and in combination with that devil's snare, an image to help you just rest into the idea of a state of surrender. And that's when things are not just going to like fly out of nowhere and hit you on the head necessarily, but things get attracted to you much easier. And if I ever heard me talk about the thousand doors on the podcast or in my writing, it's the, the idea of the thousand doors really comes from surrender. You can really find the right doors and they can really become clearer to you once you have that state of surrender. But to do that, you need to stop fighting and wanting, wanting to avoid pain and bad things. If you just stop judging them, they won't really have a grip on you and you can just pass right through. Thanks for listening to the With Joe Weeby podcast. I'll catch you again next time.